Turn with me to John 1.29. This is talking about John the Baptist. John 1.29 The next day, John sees Jesus coming unto him. And he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. Back in the Old Testament, they had sacrificial animals that they had to sacrifice regularly because the sacrifices then only covered sins. The, the blood of Jesus was so righteous and clean that it cleansed you that he only had to die one time. And your faith believed that and received that. Turn with me to Colossians 2, 14 and 15. The person of Jesus prepares you for eternity. But the principles that you read in the Word that Jesus spoke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when you read those principles, they prepare you for victory here and now. A lot of people think they don't have the victory because their husband don't want to serve God or their wife don't want to serve God. Or whatever. You can make God just as personal as you want to make Him. You can get all the victory out of Him that you want to get out of Him. How to live a life and find out the opposition comes from the adversary, not from God. Jesus said, I come into the world to save the world so that they don't need to be lost. But the enemy comes to steal kill and to destroy that's his characteristics that will come when you face these kind of things in life they have nothing to do with God Colossians 2 14 and 15 blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us which was contrary to us and it took out the way nailing it to the cross and having spoiled principalities and powers he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it. In other words, it's talking about the law of Moses. We, there's no way, no man is strong enough in his own ability to be able to keep the Ten Commandments. Anybody in there think you're strong enough? No, no way. You can't keep them. And just because you quote them or just because you have a plaque hanging in your house somewhere, has nothing to do with keeping the ordinance of God. So what Jesus did to father his love toward us is to take those and nail them on the cross. And it's his ability. It's called grace. Jesus was the grace. That's the most important part. If you miss grace. Learning all the other things and biblical principles are great. It's great to sit and study the Bible. But some people can't even get the principal things right. They can't even love one another. I never said it was easy. You know it's not. How many knows it's not easy loving everybody? It's hard loving the unlovable. It's hard in ourself. That's what he's talking about. In your prideful self that you can do it. No, you can't. No, you can't. 
But with God's ability, it's called grace. When you put your faith in His grace, God will give you the grace to pass any burden, any oppression that you're going through in life, anything that you face that overwhelms you. God's grace will help you to overcome that. Now you've got to apply yourself. If you don't apply yourself, it's not going to work. It's like anything else. It will not work. You, so you have to apply yourself to what the Word of God is saying to us to make it work. So when God says, love one another as I have loved you, now you, you look in your ugly self and you know somewhere, somewhere in there there's something in there you didn't like. Now sometimes I may have had a lot of pressure, stress, worry, fear. We have all those things pile on us. And I'd get a little grouchy with my wife. And after a while, I'd go to her and I'd apologize. She can ask you. Wave your hand if I'm telling the truth. Absolutely. I'm very quick to go to her and say, Honey, I'm sorry. It's not about you. It's the pressures of life. It's the pressures of life that overwhelm you. And you become obnoxious, sarcastic. I meet a lot of obnoxious and sarcastic Christians. And I know it's not down because the Bible says our battle is not with flesh and blood. Our battles against the principalities of darkness. Satan has pressured you to be obnoxious and sarcastic. Satan has oppressed me so that I become sarcastic and nasty. But when I receive the grace of God, when I receive the grace that gives me the ability to do supernaturally what I cannot do in myself naturally, that gets rid of all the human reasoning. Human reasoning has to be placed on the shelf at this time and we have to allow the grace of God to come up out of our spirit man and say, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't handle this. But I know one that can. I know the one that can. I serve the one that can. I'm His child. And I know He can give me the ability if I allow Him. And then when you allow God, He'll give you the education. He'll give you the words to say. He'll use your speech. He'll use your thoughts. And you'll correct because you remember one day, He forgave you. All your past, your slate is as, as, as clean as when there's nothing on that screen, that's just how your life is. It's clean. God wiped it clean. He doesn't bring it back to you anymore. The only way it comes back is when the enemy taunts you to bring it. Well, you remember when you did this? Do you remember when you said that? Huh? He'll try to bring all those ugly things back up. Yeah, he does. He's the accuser of the brethren, the Bible says. Now, Seth, I want you to come. I'm going to let my grandson read the scripture to you. If you want to turn in your Bibles or your Facebook, whatever you have. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 26. 
1 Corinthians chapter 11, 23 to 26. Would somebody like to help me hand out the communion? There's one. Do I have somebody else that's not afraid? Anybody else afraid? Anybody? I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I know you're not. <laughs> you can. Come on. Come on. She said sit down. Just joking. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's, we'll let you, no, we'll get you the next time. Next time. Okay. Somebody wants to. Now, each of you go over there and grab one of those trays. Just lay the lid aside. And distribute it to everyone. Get a piece of the mazen and, and, and one of the drinks. My wife will get one and she'll sit there with her. Set mine with you, babe. We don't want to miss nobody. We don't want to miss you. This is just a symbolism now. It's to show to God that you believe that Jesus died on the cross, was buried and resurrected for you. His body was beaten for your healing. The grapefruit juice is just juice. It's not wine. They're only symbolic. They represent the blood and the body of Christ. Okay. So when you take, when he reads it, don't forget to stop and say, everyone take. When he stops and pauses, he'll give you an opportunity to take. Sometimes, I know we showed the DVD of the Passion of the Christ. Maybe once Sunday you'll come. We may show that when you come. If the Word speaks to my heart, I like to show it from time to time. Uh, I think the Christmas play is next week or the next? Next, the next. Yeah. Now, the parking... The parking, I know at times, gets a little horrendous. She can just give hers to you then, brother, and you can set it over there when you and your wife got one. Just take them over and set them where you got them, please. Thank you. Thank you very much. This has nothing to do with ordinances of Jubilee Outreach. This has to do with the personal relationship between you and your Heavenly Father. You're His child. And if you believe in what He's done at the Calvary, when He reads the Scripture to us, and we're going to all partake together, now you take it in thankfulness. Don't be sloppy. Don't be concerned about the steak and baked potato or lobster you're going to eat after church. 
Get your mind focused now and think about that man that died on the cross. He was not worthy to die, but yet he did for us. Have a gratitude of thankfulness in your heart for what he done. And when you partake, thank him for that. Thank him for that. You have life eternal. We are the church. The building's not the church. We are the church. We are God's sons and daughters. You're my brothers and sisters. In respect, we call one another brother and sister. That's out of respect. Speak from the spiritual language. You're my brothers and sisters in Christ. I don't know your heart. God knows your heart. I'm not your judge. God is. So He's giving you this opportunity today to think about the Scripture as He reads it. For I received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in him in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take this and eat it. This is my body which is broken for you. And eat the bread. After the same manner, he also took the cup, and when they had ate, saying, This is the cup of the New Testament in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Then you drink it. For as often as you drink, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do this until the Lord's death, until he comes. I want to pray over the church family. You want to pray. Father, thank you for our family here at the church. Help us truly to come together and love one another and be there to support each other and pray for each other and go to our special place, Lord, when our brothers and sisters need a, a, a touch from you, Lord. I thank you for the peaceful day you brought us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You want to help?